You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and a passion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. <sighs> oh, Mike, where's your sound? You can't hear about, a goddamn thing you're saying. What about now? Yeah. <laughs> Still working out the kinks on this new did mic. You, did you uh, mute yourself? That was adorable. I didn't know there was a mute button on there. It's a new mic. Uh, no, I was really <laughs> upset about this hockey game, and then uh, this song really made me feel better. I uh, I was kind of thinking as I was about bouncing to it before the episode started that it was not going to fit my attitude <laughs> at all right now. And that f- fucking slimy goon piece of shit, Ryan Reeves, that can get the fuck out of my league. Oof. Oh my god. This game literally had all my least favorite things about hockey. So we had no, we had no goal scoring. <laughs> Uh, there weren't any penalties called against the other team. That's what it felt like. And it felt like the commentary team for a, a national audience uh, had a bias against us. That's how it felt. I could bring up some examples, Matt, but uh, I, I don't know if you feel the same. It was a trifecta of anger. I, I had a moment where I was like... If I have to Ryan- hear one more... Oh, if only they had Joey closer tonight. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. This is not that type of league anymore, man. So it wasn't well, even just the guys in the stadium. It was the guys back in the, in the you know, uh, oh TNT the... commentary booth. Just, the Red Wings really need an enforcer. And then the stupid idiot started to correct himself uh, midway through the thought when he was like, you know, the Red Wings don't really have that. I mean... Well, you know, most of the teams in the league don't really have that. Yeah, because that's not how the game's played. <laughs> right. Like, oh, the game evolved. It, it sounded like uh, three guys that were defending their actions without realizing that's what they were defending. Like, defending the things that they would applaud in the past, where it's like, no, 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 guys. Guys, you don't need to do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> you You can evolve with the game. Your thought process can evolve with the game. You don't need to force this old... Like, I thought we were getting away from that when we got away from NBC Sports and we heard the same shit between every period. And the game is now about speed and skill. It's not about bone-crushing hits. And there's a reason why there isn't a Ryan Reeves who's oh putting up putting up a solid three points. Oh yeah, there's you gotta have you gotta have Ryan Reeves in the lineup. Um missing empty nets. Fucking loser. Jesus Christ. Um yeah, yeah I mean, I mean I'm, I'm pissed. We don't, we're not trying to remove hitting from the game, but I'd prefer no. to uh you know, initial point of contact, which I thought was pretty cut and dry, definitely looked like Kronik's head was uh exhibit A for that hit that knocked yeah. him out of the game. I'm I'm kind of going either way on this and if we want to pull up the replay and just kind of really go need a replay. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys could go to our Twitter. It's at Red Wings Rant. It's um it's just one of those things. It's so weird that we have the replay of Reeves 
primary point of contact being Heronic's head. And we have Minnesota Wild fans that will respond to my tweet of that video showing the replay. And they will just, the blinders go right up. And it's fan blinders. Like, you know, I'm sure if it was a different couple of teams playing, they would see it. But god damn. i mean um, the f i i don't really care about what the fans say so much it, it's more about the like the commentary for the game where i think he started to allude it allude to it in the before the show in the pre-show just talking about victim blaming and all the commentating uh wanted to talk about was you know Hirona key you know he probably should have his head turned around a little bit i i that guy took three strides and went right into his head I, I don't know what else we're we're really supposed to take out of that hit. Uh, if if you're allowed to take you know three strides and go right into somebody's head at that initial point, I I, I it's baffling to me that there's no call. Um, and basically the rest of the game, all they did was basically advocate for this guy and the way he plays the game by talking about enforcers and you know hitting and how this guy has a role and ha ha ha, this is how the game used to be played. There was no support for Hronik who could, you know, potentially have a concussion and miss multiple games. Uh, we've got, we've got a lot of comments here. So I want to make sure that we do take the time to, uh, to say what's up and oh, uh, call them out. But by the way, this game was extremely frustrating. Yeah, and I, I, I want to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to piss and moan like we will get to today. Uh, Ketzel aboard, Dan B, Jared's aboard, Jim Johnson. Um, who did I miss? Sneezy Weezy. Oh, uh, he he had the TNT uh, broadcast crew muted. That was probably a good. Uh, Sneezy, that was a good call you, there. Uh, yeah, you outthought most of us. Antonio's aboard. Antonio, follow. Go, jump on over to YouTube. We, I I love that you're still hopping aboard on Facebook, but. Um, Come on over. We got we got a big old chat going on. Um, but yeah, this is this was the uh, this was the comment Ketzel threw out there. I really like blood gushing from his face. Oh, he got hit in the chest. <laughs> like amazing call out there, Ketzel. Because even um, Dan B would call it out next year. It was an elbow to the face, but worse, his head bounced off the ice. So right, his the back of his head bounces off the ice and. Where was the contact to his face? When would that have happened to cause the blood gushing from the face? And we're going to sit here and say that the initial point of contact was just... Like, can we get away from even trying to, like, pretend initial point of contact is, like, the issue here? Or ever was an issue for hitting in the NHL? Can we... What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. The, I, the, the whole handling that situation was embarrassing. Like... Then after that play, the Red Wings had a few instances where they tried to get a little physical, and that's when I can't remember if it was if it was Sonny got that uh, penalty uh, yeah. for holding. And then a few minutes later, they were still you know talking about Corona, Corona, Corona. Why wasn't he looking the right way? You know, you think it would you know inspire this you know Red Wing team to put a little fire behind him and maybe start hitting some people. And oh well, I guess on the next shift they did start hitting some people, but you know. You know, maybe they should have showed some discipline on that. Do you want him to show discipline, or do you want him to play like goons? Like fucking make up your mind. <laughs> That's kind. Of, they just they they buried themselves so deep in that conversation without just damning <sighs> the play. Because the whole the whole job, right? And the whole job for TNT is to sell. Like, oh, please like my sport. Please like it. So they can't. They like that would be. 
against the brand for them to sit there and, they, and yeah, say they, this they was, can't, this play uh, can't, they can't talk about the down like uh some of the negatives of the sport of hockey yeah uh, you know we're, we're doing a little bit of victim blaming aren't we fellas yeah just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a lot of no calls tonight what? i need to get those uh referees and some some coaching opportunities you know after the game and get some demotions in no it's let's blame the player let's blame heronic anybody but the league and the people officiating the league. Um, there are some uh, some points here too. I, I wanted to call out because I wanted to bring this up, and it just so happens today was the game uh, that maybe the opposite was needed. So I'm prefacing it that way. Okay. Um, before I do that, anybody watching, hit that like button. When we hit 30 likes on the live show, we're gonna reveal what our giveaway is. I have it in my hand right now. It's big enough to hold in my hand. And of course, if you guys were along last week, you know we'll play a little trivia game that everyone on YouTube, Antonio, get on over to YouTube, can participate in. Um, <clears throat> any whoozles. Uh, here's Jim's comment. Lone on the bench didn't seem to have any emotion after the Reeves hit. Now, I was, I went back. I can't say yay or nay on that, but... What I can talk about is Lalone was just in an interview with Max Boltman on The Athletic talking about how he takes pride in, in being the coach that's level-headed and keeps his cool. And I think there is a great reason for this team to be led by that attitude. However, I would have liked a little bit... <laughs> little bit of more animation when uh when Heronic uh took one right to the face um he he even called out in that interview he's like you know maybe sometimes I'm, I'm not gonna get the call because uh the refs know I'm not, I'm not gonna put up a, a, as big a fight but I'm hoping you know he was talking about like he's hoping he's he's building good relationships and and building trust but there's also kind of that element where it's like that's kind of the game you got to play as as the ref. So I I don't know. I wanted to bring that up. It's like there's good and bad to it, like positives and negatives. And I absolutely am Derek Lalone, like at my place of work. That's how I operate. So I respect it one thousand percent. But I'm also not a coach in the NHL. So I I just. Like, do you want me behind the bench? That's my next question. Mike, what's your answer to that? Um, I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> needed him, you know, pulling his hair out, which, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher for, for Lalone. Um, I think what I was more concerned about was, like, the team just looked 100% deflated. It looked like, you know, 18 guys. I, I felt really bad for Helberg because I, I mean there was nothing out there. There, there was there's no spark. Uh, nothing was sparking joy in any of these players. Um, but you know, Lalone said something at the intermission because at least in the second period there's some energy. Uh, there's some you know scoring chances. Right. Um, our my beloved Redwood uh, Elmer Soderblom uh, got another goal. Um, who I did pick up on the waiver wire for our fantasy hockey hockey league. So feel pretty smart about that one. Thank you, Elmer. <laughs> um, that's what I was more concerned about was the team looking deflated. I, I didn't need him jumping and screaming on the bench because I, you know, I, I don't know what's really going to be gained. And I, I, I'd rather have consistency from him. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want him saying he wants to be a calm presence. And then at a sign of turmoil, 
saying, well, I'm not going to be calm in this instance. It's like, no, he's going to try and do it all the time. Um, and somehow with this team missing another one of their top six forwards, obviously Larkin not playing, then losing arguably their best defenseman of the season in Hronik a minute and like what, 30 seconds into this game. Um, that's uh, really tough to come back from. So it, at least Lalone kept this from snowballing into a giant blowout. And, you know, I'm not going to be too upset about it turning four to one um, because the last goal is not that piece of shit Reeves. So. Oh, God. I'm so glad he missed the open net. I let Jared's call out. Tarts would have jumped on the ice and punched out Reeves. Uh, but I did like. Um... Yeah, Dan B threw out there. At the time of the hit, the game was too close to lose your composure. I like how he handled it. And again, like I said, like that's there's like the positive and negative to that. And it, it's it's these are like the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Your your torts or your Lalones. And it and that's that's us experiencing Lalone through uh an October, a November, and half of a December, right? So I'm I'm mainly relying on Lalone's own words from this interview for uh, with Max Boltman. Um, oh, I'm really distracted right now. Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> sorry, Mike sending me private messages. Everybody, it's okay, Mike. So you know, we're okay. Um, the private okay. message you just sent me. Um, I will make sure that performance art does not win. The special prize. I hear you, Mike, loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, supposed to say those out loud. I'm just kidding. Damn it, man. <laughs> that was so distracting. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I guess pretty much what I was saying. It, it's it's like any real thing, right? There should always be gray. Uh, so the alone stuff is like it's not for sure in my head where I'm like, is this is this bad that we didn't have more of a reaction to that hit? Um, I'm sure if it was. Like I mean, Bill Belichick won what six or seven Super Bowls, right. kind of acting exactly the same. So I, I don't need a personality change. I, I just need the team to play a little bit better when something like that happens. And it it took an extra eighteen minutes of gameplay for them to start playing better. Uh, but eventually, it it did turn around, and there there was some semblance of being competitive in the second and third period. I did want to touch on Blake's opinion here. It's more on heroic. You can't skate with your head not in the game. Now, Blake, oh boy, um, here's the problem. I'm going to agree that there is, like, Heronic will, pro based on the fact that Heronic will probably be looking at in Reeves' direction the next time they are on the ice together the entire time. And I will just say... It is the responsibility, human to human, man to man, to not try and injure the guy in front of you. Uh, Heronic not having his head up is not a free pass to go straight for his head. And like Mike pointed out earlier, this wasn't like a, oh, whoops, we bumped into each other. Uh, Reeves had a mission. So we don't have to play this game where it's like, oh, he should have had his head up so he could just, well, whoops, let me just jump out of the way. My head's up. No, Reeves had a plan and he executed that plan uh, probably to his own uh, accord to perfection. Uh, I'm sure he's pretty proud of himself after what he did, especially all the flexing. Like, 
that's the thing. I don't. What are we doing in this league that this guy's allowed to be in it? He can't hit an empty net. He almost kills Ronick, and then he's allowed to like after a fight just go to the box and flex and giggle. It's like this guy clearly has a one-track mind, and I don't need Ajax from the Warriors in my NHL. Get him out of here. That's a reference <laughs> just for Mike. I don't know if anybody I, I else gets a Warriors it. reference. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this was just this was a you know, not this was just a not fun night, Mike. And you you talked about it a little bit too, like the lack of shots. I think they were calling out like the five shots in the first period. We were halfway through the third, down by it's, a couple uh, with our three like shots. It felt like zero. It felt like zero. Yeah. Um, to your point of bringing Soderblom uh, to your fantasy team, Mike, you ruined my shutout because I had Gustafson <laughs> coming tonight. Hey! Nice easy pick tonight. Um, which, uh, you know, can bring us up to some slides here. Uh, of course, the, we can start with the one bit of good news this week. Uh, which was uh, Elmer Soderblom <laughs> getting called up. Um, but uh, probably our best, most consistent defenseman. I'll say our most solid mo and consistent defenseman so far this season, Oli Madan, injured reserve. Um, our best defensive defenseman. Yeah, this is a big loss. Yeah. This this sucks. Uh, uh, the one person who uh, made me feel a little bit better about it uh, for, for future prospects, about them uh, making their way up, was Chewy, who I don't think is on the show tonight, but he uh, reached out to me on Instagram and uh, kind of had his fingers crossed that we get to see uh, not just my my beloved six foot eight um, unicorn, but the other six foot six unicorn we have in Grand Rapids. Um, whether or not Edmondson would get a call up, which doesn't look like that's an immediate uh, plan for the team, but you know, with uh, options out there, you never know. I, I don't know. It, they, there's no indication yeah. that he's getting called up, but it sounds like he's still going to be playing all three facets in Grand Rapids for the foreseeable future. But my God, could this team use some help? Please. I, I wish guys that we weren't leaning on so heavily would stop getting hurt. Um, so Mata um, and Matt beautifully brings up this list here. Um, you know, now we got Larkin on the list. We already knew twos was on there. Zadina. Matt, this list doesn't even have Verana on it. Uh, we're still waiting for the right. P-Man himself, Pissick. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I you know, I don't know. Robert oh, Hag doesn't do anything for me, but, you know, it, it's just you, this is a list that isn't getting shorter. Did you point that out? There's no Fabry on this list? No, I threw Verana on there. Yeah, there's no, there's no Verana either. or no Fabry. So it's actually worse than this. <laughs> Two guys that were in our top six. Hey, if I could, real quick, guys, just a reminder, hit that like button. When we hit 30 likes, uh, we're going to reveal what our big prize is tonight. I've got I've got it right here. I've got our game ready to play. Um, so I am counting our Twitter likes again. So we are pretty close. If we can get everybody that's watching right now to hit the likes, I think we'll be pretty close to uh, playing that game when we come back. And when I say we come back, of course, I'm referencing uh, an ad. Real quick, so we will be right back in 57 seconds, everyone, to continue our injury discussion. 
Hockey fans, it is time to light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we are back. I see. You know what? I see a couple extra people watching, who have not liked it yet. Hit that like button, you guys. If I if we get a couple more likes, we'll be good to go to share this. So I'll, I'll just keep an eye on it, and then we can talk about. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a puck signed by who is arguably the first star tonight for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, that's right. Off you the guys bench. want to play he that game? He didn't even lace him up. It could be Philly Huso. <laughs> He's the uh, only one not a net negative tonight. No, it was not. <laughs> it's not a Philly Huso signed puck. Uh-oh. Um, I, it's in my hand. I was pretty excited to get it actually. I uh, you might. I, uh, might I, are you gonna just keep it? I don't know. I might have to if you guys aren't gonna hit that like guys button some bad boys out there need some all likes right. all right all right we'll we'll do it let's play the game because uh mike and i were actually both super tired and uh, i was getting messages on twitter that we are the only reason some of you are still awake so uh <laughs> we have it detroit uh so you think you're a detroit red wings fan guys if you want to cheat if you want to be ready to roll on this you will be on page up. 82 <laughs> good call um we've got we've got another question that will be um hmm. no you know what i'm not gonna do any lead in here because i'm gonna i'm gonna give too much away but i will tell you guys got it right here so you guys can see it oh my god oh good and we did hit our threshold here with our twitter game yeah that's what they wanted they wanted to tease then they start liking that button i like it um would you guys be interested in a signed puck oh boy Ah, by the, oh God, 2022 Calder winner. That's right. Moritz Sider, side puck. Here we go. Who's ready to roll? That's right. Mmm, I like that. (laughs) That that is a biscuit right there that I want to keep. Mmm. All right. Matt, give us that biscuit trivia. I can't wait to hear this. If you guys remember how to play from last week or if this is your first time playing, I need either the answer... You can just type it out, or you can give me the letter, because this is multiple choice. First person to put it in there after I'm done reading the question will win. Gordie Howe is still the Red Wings' all-time leader in points during the regular season, but who holds the team record for career points in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Is it A, Sergei Fedorov, B, Gordie Howe, C, Nicholas Lidstrom, or D, Steve Iserman? Oh, man, those comments have not budged. There's a lot of people looking it up online. This is hilarious. There's a lot of drama right now. People flipping through their books, opening up the old hockey reference. 
All right. Well, StreamYard has completely died on me, but I can see that our winner is Danimals tonight. Danimals, Danimals you got it yeah, right. Yeah, my man. That is right. Um, <clears throat> Steve Eiserman. Um, So, Danimals, what you got to do, I'm going to type it into and congratulations danimals uh long time listener i'm glad uh we're getting some long time listeners long winning time, first time this fun stuff yeah, uh like uh also have to apologize um our first cameo recording won't be till tomorrow morning um everybody's busy around the holidays how about that all right uh danimals um i am typing in our email can you send me your contact information so we can mail you a Mort Cider, Mort Cider, 2022 Calder winning cup or a puck right here. Uh, now the important thing here for you to know, Danimals, is that uh, the Red Wings actually sell <laughs> a box that goes with this. So for another fifty dollars, Danimals on Fanatics or <laughs> the NHL shop, you could get a matching box for your Calder Trophy. Ooh uh more cider puck um now i know that uh because i have two of these oh <laughs> and mine is on its way oh no man oh man Did i couldn't tell, uh, are we gonna tell the people where that puck is from so most cider uh i, I don't even on, know how to answer he's, that. he's in between practice and uh he left his wallet in his locker uh oh but luckily, he had a hockey puck in his pocket, and he went over to a Little Caesars, and he tried to pay for the pizza, realized he didn't have his wallet, so he just wrote his name on a puck and traded it for a pizza. Okay, none of that is true. But <laughs> the story I could have been, and that can be the story you tell, right? That you worked at Little Caesars, and you took a puck for a pizza. Beautiful. Now, uh, I'll do this uh, for you guys that were here just for that. And I, I appreciate you staying up late with us. Um, and I appreciate those likes. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't subscribed yet, do that so you don't miss next week's giveaway. Ooh, there's supposed to be a big cameo for that one. Which will uh, be from a Detroit Red Wing. Not the cameo. Holy shit. Uh, the cameo will not be from a Hall of Fame Detroit Red Wing. But uh, the giveaway will revolve around one and mm. his autograph. Oh, that's right. Um, so be? Yeah. you guys want to show up next week? Uh, Hall, Hall of Fame autograph coming your way. I, I like I like this gift quite a bit. Um, and the cameo. Hmm. Let's see. I, I think know. that the people are really going to feel like they Scored when they see this one. <laughs> you piece of garbage. <laughs> no hints. No hints. Oh. Uh, all right. But yeah, uh, cats will throw it out there. Dank boys splashing out on us. Um, it's the holidays, right? I, I love yeah. you guys. You guys, uh, you know, you, you bring me joy. You bring joy to me once a week by letting me just <laughs> spout my bullshit. Um, and also, you guys let me and Mike that hang one out. Was that one was directed at me. So, bad. I appreciate you realizing and having that awareness that I let you spew out your bullshit. Oh, anyway, go <laughs> And that, you know what I was about? You know, you just talked over this. I was going to say, and you guys let me hang out with my brother once a week, too, because that's difficult. And I love Mike so much. But, um, but Matt's you know, never he, gotten me a puck. So, he, 
Oh, he did get oh. you guys one. Oh, all right. Let's next week. The episode will just be what has Matt gotten Mike for Christmas and his birthday over the years. That's we're just gonna go over a list. <laughs> all right, well, you know, all right. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Um. So here's here's what we yes, did. Yes, I did just uh, rewatch Lord of the Rings, but go ahead. I'm watching it right now too. Um, okay. I can't tell you when. Because I know that coworkers listen to this, mm. but I just gave it away. Anyway, um, <laughs> so here's here's what we were looking at in the lineup today. Um, Mike, how how mad are we allowed to be with any loss, as long as the injury list is this deep? Plus, Fabry and Verana. I mean, not only are we losing skilled guys, uh, it's pretty demoralizing that Larkin's not out there. Um, I mean, he, we know he's the heartbeat of this team. So I, I when this game wasn't a blowout, I, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a moral victory, but I'm just like, man, I, I expected a, a, a pretty lopsided defeat. And this is maybe the most even 4-1, like after that first period, that just pretend that didn't happen. That was one of the worst periods I've seen in like four years. After that first period, I mean, blood was shed. There was no effort. There was just dead skaters all over the ice. Uh, but <laughs> after that, my God, somehow we, we didn't get, you know, blown out by 12. So that, that was, that was positive. Um, uh but, yeah, yeah, cancel points thrown up. in there. Hard to be mad, but disappointed. Looking very much like last year. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough when you're you're missing what four uh, potential top six forwards at this point. I mean, our team was really cooking when you know Kubi could be on the third or fourth line, um, and he really had some some poopy uh, defensive mental lapses today, just uh, leaving wide open ice oh, in the man. right in the middle <laughs> for poor Magnus. Ooh, that guy, uh, man, do they owe that guy, like, dinner tonight, drinks, and maybe a four-door sedan because they uh, they really left him out to dry. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as people who had positive impacts on the game, I guess you could go Sonny, uh, Perron, uh, the Soda Bloomer himself, Ernie. Uh, and I, was I thought really Chardon... Charnick had a really good game. Charnick was, yeah. Raymond really disappointed me. Cop was a huge nothing. Bergeron was invisible. Um, and Valeno had one poopy play. So it was, yeah. I felt like Bergeron was getting blanketed for the first time. I felt I felt like they they had targeted like surprisingly Bergeron out of everyone in this lineup and um, Raymond too. I I just but but it's one of these things, right? Like you said it yourself. Like this this lineup is so much more fun to watch when you could put Kubelik on the third line, right? Like when we were fantasy booking this thing, we were we were already talking like last week at nauseum about <laughs> replacing Cop on the second line, and now we've got oh God, now we've got Rasmussen on the first line. So it's just it's just one of those things. I I what I love seeing today, and I thought it was just like a reawakening i thought and it was one of those things um god this is probably the fourth or fifth time this has brought been brought up in one of our episodes but um hey we saw we saw the physical more cider really return tonight i yeah. mean 
in a in a big way. Uh, the reverse hit and um, God, I can't remember who he who he took out. Um, I know we have video of it. I, I could try and pull that up. Well, but part I, of that I too was uh, like I think that he's he's had his minutes pretty carefully monitored recently where he's been playing like 22 23 minutes but tonight with Hronik going down uh you know Derek played him almost half the game I think he was at 29 minutes and like 40 seconds um and I know we were texting each other during the game and uh you know we talked about how dead they looked in the first period and you were like this is a real rough harbinger of what's in the future for us in the next two periods because you don't want to look tired in the first one of a back-to-back you don't usually get more energy throughout the game um and I would say one of the exceptions, um, you know, to that concern was definitely Cider because the more that felt like the team, you know, really had to lean on him, um, it, it felt like he kind of stepped up to the challenge. And at least for him, for the last, I'd say, like 30 minutes of that game, it kind of looked like a, a vintage Cider performance. So, um, yeah, it, at least we had that. At least we kind of had a, a lecture where the reawakening. Uh, I had a great time watching this replay for the last uh, little minute or so, not realizing I hadn't shared it yet. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's that big hit by Cider. And just a moment later, he decides to... Uh... To turn those reverse hits back on too. Can I can I talk to like just about like uh, immediately like when I was uh, and I know I'm being silly right now. Like who cares about what you know Minnesota Wild fans think? But it made me come to this conclusion that I'm about to share. Yeah, I said uh, in my tweet, Cider telling these punks to eat shit, and then people were like coming to the defense of the Minnesota Wild, and it's like, oh, uh, one second you're mad at Reeves, and then the next second you're celebrating Cider. Cider lays a very clean hit on that big one. But then I started thinking about the reverse hits and how, like, like that is the retaliation, right, on somebody trying to destroy you. And he's, like, perfected, like, the best way to to continue, like, ah. Moritz Cider should be up for the Lady Big. Like, that is gentlemanly play, but he's just protecting himself. He's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to kill someone, but if they come my way, I'm going to lay them out. Uh, I just, I had that thought where it was just like, wow, Moritz Sider is really like my perfect hockey player. I, I like physical play. I don't like headhunting. And Moritz Sider is, is definitely not that when he's throwing out those reverse hits. Yeah, um, I I don't think he's out there trying to you know sweep the leg. I think he's definitely more of uh, you know self defense classes you know in karate. Um, but with that said, he he is a mean son of a bitch. So I I, I feel like we're saying this just a little tongue in cheek. Um, his set was obviously cleaner than Reeves, but oh there we go, Jared throwing in their cider time on ice. Oh, I was off by uh, like nine seconds, twenty nine thirty one. Um. And yeah, I mean, he's out there for everything. So, yeah. uh, hats off to the to Momo. Uh, GLJ thrown out there. Considering who this team is missing, they played hard tonight. You can't for take that away from these from these guys. I wish they would give Bergeron every other shift on the first line at least. I, I I mean, at this point, try some stuff out. I mean, this is where the Blash will blender. Uh, I'd love to see it come back into play. I I, I I'm hoping uh, Lalone calls Blash and is like, hey, you you know when you <laughs> didn't have any depth for the last five years. The only, um, my only beef with putting Peregrine up there is, 
the guys who really shown were Perron and Sunquist, and they need a center. And I don't, I don't know if that's you know quite Berggren's role yet. So I I I don't mind having them. You know, not in that first group. That those are pretty important forwards, uh, based on who's injured for us right now. Those are those are pretty important guys who are playing that first line. Um, Sunquist, you know, playing the uh, the Holmstrom role, you know, with with skill and power. Um, Rasmussen, the only center I really trust at this juncture, and Perron, my God, where would this team be without this guy's performance? Like his points, um, his his uh, his is chirping. Um, this this guy he brings a lot of energy for everybody. Um, uh, energetic thirty four year old. Yeah, throw him up for the old guys. Woo! But yeah, I love Berggren too. I love him too. But man, that first line is very important to this team. Well, I did want to call out too because I've been pretty hard on him. Uh, yeah. But Ben Schrott throwing fisticuffs tonight. Also, our top expected goals for percentage defenseman. If if anybody took that call to action and played their nuts off five on five today. Ben Sherratt, absolutely. Also got a call out 10 minutes of five on five ice time for Soderblom. Knocked it out of the park. Almost 90% expected goals for percentage. I mean, that's your percentage, right? I mean, that's 10 minutes of ice time on five on five. So it's not like, you know, I'll say too, like on this show, uh, I think we're both guilty of giving Ernie a lot of grief. And when this team is, you know, firing on all cylinders and, you know, we like seeing the skill on the power play and skill through the first, you know, three lines, it's easy for Ernie to kind of get lost in the shuffle because that's not really his his role. But when it's nut check time and you're down, <laughs> you know, nut check time. four of your top six forwards, uh, you know, you're down two of your arguably top two defensemen the way they've played this season in Heronic and Mata. Um Ernie really stepped up, and I thought he had a really good game today. It felt like he was in the action, uh, making making a lot of positive plays. Um, so I, I just want to make sure I give him some kudos where it's where it's deserved. Yeah, it's another thing that I think as the season rolls along, uh, if you listen to that uh, Lalone interview with Max Boltman, like I talked about the one thing that I raised me that caused me to raise an eyebrow. Uh, but there's so much to like about that interview that's just 100% positive. There's nothing, there's no eyebrow raising. You're just like, wow, Lalone is like the best <laughs> freaking talker uh, for a coach we've had in years. But, you know, he was talking about, you know, t setting those expectations fairly. Uh, but he, he also talked about like, what are the improvements? And um, like what we see here, if I could call out for anybody watching on YouTube, the expected goals against per 60, and, and these are, like, to your point, these great numbers from uh, Adam Ernie. We have uh, Ketzel calling out, Suter is an excellent fourth liner. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> that one made me laugh, but it's true. Um, <clears throat> but these low numbers, 1.17 expected goals against per 60, 0.35 for Adam Ernie, 0.41 for Elmer. Um this is what Lalone is considering. Like he brought up, like, sure, people are going to get excited about the playoffs. Sure, it's nice to be in the top half of the league when it comes to points. But he really likes how much they've been able to limit other teams and their chances. And he talked about, like, when he was in Tampa, 
they it was like clockwork. He said if we allowed less than like 21 chances on net, we were going to win the game. And a lot of that is added up to like, all right, we've got Steven Stamkos that comes out on our second line sometimes, you know, like that part of the conversation. Uh, Cooch, Braden Point kind of, you know, okay, if we can stop them to this, we know we'll put up enough goals. He was bringing up that according to the Detroit Red Wings, you know, like where they get all their um, NHL insider stats and scoring chances, that some of these big games that they've had where we have gotten shellacked, and I think we're seeing why Helberg got picked up because um, even in some of the games where we've kind of looked at it, and said, ah, uh, Ned's really getting hung out to dry. Um, Malone called it out and said, no, we only allowed like 17 chances. And again, that would be four under the number that he was looking for in Tampa Bay. Um, so it's just one of those things. I wanted to call that out for that reason. I just threw out for like Ned and Helberg in that conversation where I think I think Lalone and his staff is kind of losing confidence. And I'm not saying that that's outrightly what he was calling out. But if you are a crazy sicko red wing fan like myself and you connect the dots with everything that a coach or gm says that's a dot you could probably you could connect but also to speak to mike's point adam ernie having a great game and the things that we're looking for and you guys are super level-headed actually coming in and seeing all the injuries and saying like no we have to be fair when we're judging this game that's what we can look for positive outcome that's what Lalone wants to see. Clearly, that's what, uh, you know, Iserman and Lalone had prepped for the season is like they don't need to see the wins. They need to see the improvements defensively. And we saw that. And they brought in guys that can score goals. It just so happens the entire team is depleted, <laughs> you know, yeah. entry wise. Um, for me, it, this, this really looks. Uh... Like it might be the end for Nadalkovich's career with the Red Wings because I, I, you know, I I love Magnus's name. Um, I love that he's <laughs> tall, so it makes me think. Okay, maybe if this guy can make it, Kosa can make it. Um, he has great leg pads, but he, you know, he didn't. He didn't really, you know, put the team on his back tonight. Uh, he, <laughs> you know, he kind of he kind of had a few boner plays where I was like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Um, and we just there's a few lucky bounces that. When he came out to play the puck, they could have very easily um, taken a, a you know a Minnesota bounce and then turn into you know wide open goals uh, with Magnus you know five six seven steps away from the crease. Um, so it seemed a little bit of an adventure when he was trying to play the puck and the goals that he let in, like the one where you know Sherratt stopped playing when uh, he he didn't get a penalty called. I you know they gave I can't remember which forward it was that Zook. Is that Zuccarella? Yeah. When he scored basically on his knees, I, I can't imagine that puck had tons of speed on it. And Magnus, you know, he still had an issue with that one. And, I, you know, he didn't play out of his mind. I think that some of those, he, you know, it, a, a better goaltender probably would have stopped one or two of those goals. But uh, I, I'm just saying that if, if Magnus is, you know, not playing unbelievably and they still feel like this is the other option, you know, if Huso needs a break, Oof, just doesn't bode well for Ned. He's he's really uh, kind of taking a fall from grace here um, yeah. with the winged wheel. I, I will say it, it was a little confusing to see Ned like on the roster tonight. Um, if they have him as a healthy scratch, I think for five straight games, which is what happened with Helberg, you can have him go down to the minors uh, without having to pass through waivers. So 
he wasn't a healthy scratch. He was on the bench. Uh, he just wasn't the starting goaltender, which does not count. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know. It's, it's, it's confusing to me, like yeah. what the plan is here with Ned. Cause you, you would figure you'd see Huso sitting on the bench tonight. I don't know. Maybe it's like a reward. It's, it's like a reward. Um, <laughs> sorry. That was inglorious bastards, I think, or was it, uh, oh, uh, like I'm in Lord order. of the Rings mode right now. Oh, I didn't, right. I didn't catch that one for you. Uh, but Dan B um, saying, I think Helberg only had one week goal tonight. One was a screen. The other was poor defense. Yeah. That, that huge turnover. I, I yeah, I'll agree. That one's really kind of, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're really supposed to do with that, but the one on the knees that you want that back. But also I, I felt like the whole team was like, all right, penalty. Like you got to play to the whistle. That's the problem, right? But it did kind of feel like the whole team looked at that play and they're like, all right, obvious penal- penalty. Uh, play is coming to an end and nothing happened. And we're, we're all just like, I feel well, fuck. Like, is Huso has absolutely been a want- like a wonderful goalie for this team. Like, yeah. what a, what a tra- you know acquisition for Iserman. But this team also plays really hard for him. And uh, I, I just... I just have this, you know, little little synapse in my brain, this little rat part of my brain that if Huso had been in net for that play with Sherratt and the stick holding, I think that guys would have kept playing. And I'm not saying that they gave up, but there was just there's just that extra bit of like uh like that being protective, like that protective feeling um yeah. for Huso, um, I think is a lot stronger. And it, there's just just a hint of I don't give as much of a shit if it's not him back there. Like as far as the shot blocking goes, or like in this case, they kind of stopped playing for a second. Do you think that if Ned had more of a baby face like Vili Huso, they'd be more protective of Ned? I do think he has the... Uh, <laughs> he's, he really started growing out the facial hair and he's starting to look like an evil wizard. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as well as it worked for Hronik, that beautiful mustache, um, I do think that Ned needs to, to shave a little bit to get some more some more sympathy votes from people like Sherrod. Um, This one was kind of fun. GLJ, Ned for Pugliarvi, who says no. It's uh, got an interesting trade partner there. No, I don't mind it at all. Uh, but <clears throat> I do want to do this. So I want to, I want to get closer to, to wrapping up this conversation uh, for the night because Mike and I are both sleepy Yeah, I got to go to work in like Mike, eight hours. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> I, I definitely kept Mike way too long last week, and this is even later. So, um, you know, ultimately, I just wanted to land on that point. Um, I think there's still positives we could take right now. I think we need to make sure we we temper ourselves. And I, I also think what, what kind of stinks is depending on how long this goes, um, our conversations moving forward might change from uh, earlier, you know, in our comments, we, we had some Quetzal comments that were talking about picking up, uh, you know, getting back in the conversation of Bo Horvat, especially with him throwing out his message uh, a couple days ago of uh, I am not discussing my future. Um, so it kind of looks like he wants out of Vancouver. So that conversation, I don't know if it makes sense now. And I, I think we need to see like what happens as we get through the holidays, who, who is available, uh, who's going to be sitting down for a while. Um, if we're out of Bertuzzi, 
a Larkin and a Verana for an extended period of time. Oof. You don't, this is, this is not the season. I don't even have to say might not. This is not the season that you're selling any futures to make it to the playoffs this year. You know, like that's, we need to wait and find out what actually happens. But uh, I think that's a truth we could land on. Kind of end our episode there. Um, Jim couldn't have a more correct statement. Canucks are poorly managed. Um, you know, I got into a conversation with somebody earlier. Jim Rutherford, uh, what a president of operations. Uh, like immediately the guy I was talking to is like, no, he doesn't work for Vancouver. He fucking does. I looked it up. Uh... All right. Somebody tell me right now if I'm right or wrong while we're wrapping up here. But I'm pretty sure Google told me yes. Um, Dan, I just got your email. So we'll be figuring that out. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, Jared wants to know where my new cat is. Um, he is in his bedroom. We have decided that he has a bedroom for a little bit until he gets used to us and the family, and he will remain there maybe for another week or so, and then uh, and then maybe he'll yeah. make his own a cameo. Of, on these a lot episodes. of animal shelters recommend that you get a pet, new pet, used to one room at a time. That's a good idea. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. All right. So, guys, thanks for coming along. Uh. Again, giveaway next week. I don't know. Should I like tell? Is do we get more people to come if we tell them what it is? <sighs> Guys, it's a Hall of Famer that I'm sure most of you watched play hockey. Is that? That's the. We're not. One. We're not going too far back. <laughs> and another one is a, a legendary voice. So I, I, it's a, it's a pretty star-studded episode next week. Oh, uh, you got Jared... a you got a Tony Conant, man. Tony Conant. We'll end it. We'll end here. Jared wants to know the name of the cat. We don't know yet. When you let like, your, like your like three-year-old pick. Yeah, I, I, I like want to go with Bowtie. Uh, that was what my daughter first said. Uh, and then she decided she didn't like it anymore. Bowtie gives you Bowie, right? Bowie's the nickname right off the bat. Um, they, his name was Silver when we adopted him. I don't know. He's a black and white cat. Silver just does not make sense. So I think we'll... they put the the play card on the wrong cage. That's not a silver cat. I'm sorry. Curtis says, "Do the question for fun, then tell us the prize for next week's show." Wait, am I reading that right? Do the question for fun, and then I'm so confused by that, Curtis. Wait, what does that mean, Mike? Read it and then. I think what he means is you <laughs> fold in the cheese. I think that's what he wants the you cheese? to do. You how just do you fold, fold it in. <laughs> Curtis, uh, I'm very excited for you to make an appearance next week and uh, fold the cheese. <laughs> Dan's got a good one, tuxedo. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. Uh, have a good uh, week, and we will see you next we're week to hand out some more fun stuff. Matt's cat next week. All right. That's what we'll do. All week next week, name of the cat. See you guys. (laughs)